0: life changes. There is a total bliss that takes you over and insights pour into your head. You know, you literally start to see the real world. And I think we're losing this and it's a big reason for unhappiness.
1: welcome to another episode of flip my phone podcast as you know what i try to do is just bring incredibly amazing inspiring people that i get to just watch and i'm like oh my goodness how is it even possible for this person to do or even have an idea that big and and to dedicate their life for it and and somehow i stumble upon this incredible people and i'm so glad that they give me a chance to bring them and share their story with the rest of uh, the community so I have here with, I'm just going to call him Mo because I think that's how he goes with Mo. Uh, and and he has this incredible vision for life uh, around this idea of one billion happy. So he's literally dedicated his whole life, the rest of his life to, to find a billion people and make them happy. And here's a Fantastic story. He's an author of Solve for Happy. He has. Uh, he was at Google. Um, so it's just there's so much here to unpack. So I'm going to have him share a little bit about his story of like why did he start this, what made him go on this journey, and we're just going to jump around. But this whole idea of being happy, I think, is so important for us to recognize. Uh, and I'm, I can't wait for Mo to share more of it. So Mo, welcome to the Flip My Funnel Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. All right well let's start with a fun fact and then we'd we'll love to hear your story as to what got you to come up with such a big audacious goal. Uh
0: fun fact uh yeah i normally struggle to have those i don't think there is much about me that is fun but uh no i i i uh i i since since soul for happy came out uh, early in 2017 uh i set myself a big mission to make a lot of people happy and since then i traveled full circles around the globe 17 times, uh, spoke in public to uh, somewhere around uh, maybe 150 to 160,000 people and uh, managed to stay happy through it all with a Middle Eastern uh, passport that gets checked in every airport a little more than every other passport on earth. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, you're one of the random checks that always come up, right? Always, always I always get the, the random, how can it be
0: random if it's every time, but I always get that, and I, you know, I smile, and I, yeah. and I
1: understand, actually. Yeah, no, I think that, that is really cool, so that is insane, like you have been around the globe for 17 times, and about in front of about 150, 160, were you, I mean, you, you were not a public speaker before this happened. I spoke about boring stuff. I
0: mean, I was always, you know, <laughs> being in an executive in my, in my previous careers at Google and Microsoft, I spoke a lot about technology and the, and, and the impact that technology is bringing into our life. And, you know, in, in many ways, uh, at a very young age, 1992, I remember vividly, was the time where an event in my work life made me decide that I will never, ever, uh, you know, uh, do work without ethics ever again. Okay. I mean, I wasn't unethical. I basically sold something. I worked at IBM at the time and I sold something that I expected will work, but it didn't. And and that my client at the time was the organization that was responsible to rebuild the Egyptian schools after the Egyptian earthquake uh, that struck Egypt in 1992. And every delay in the delivery of that system was basically delaying, uh, you know, millions of children from going to school. And I you know i felt very very conscious about that four months into the uh, into the, the the deal with the client i went to the client and i said look it just this is not going to work please cancel our order yeah. and it was amazing because he looked at me and said that's weird i mean like why would you do that and i said i i just care i want this to work and four months later we got a direct order that was for exercise on mm-hmm. other things that actually worked and you know i realized in a positive way, if you want, that you you know when you do things uh, the right way, you do them um, you know you when you do things the the right way, you can go go a lot further. And I think this really really changed my view uh, of of how to do business. So um, you know I've I've been attempting to do a lot of good things in life. Uh, I spoke about them uh, in the past, but to speak about happiness, that's a that's actually a, a joy, a pleasure in itself. I think.
1: Yeah why why do you think that simple idea of being happy is such a contrast almost to this thing that like in a way you're telling people to be happy which is good for them they should be doing that nobody has to be writing necessarily a book on it you have to write a book on it yeah. like you know it's going to actually you know give you more life you're going to have more happiness in your life it's good for you why? Is this you tell me. You tell yeah. me. I mean, honestly,
0: with, with all due respect, I think marketing has a lot, a, a big role to play in that. I, I, I think our parents to start, but yeah. the entire conditioning of our society, and not marketing, but rather advertising,
1: mm-hmm. has
0: been uh, working against our happiness. I mean, think about it this way: we are all born happy. Every child you've ever met, huh? If they're given their basic needs, just their basic needs for survival. They don't ask for an Xbox to be happy and they don't want anyone to like their butt shot on Instagram to be happy. Right. They just, they just want to be fed and safe and loved and warm and you know, basic needs and children are happy by default. Then we grow out of happiness. This is what happens to us. What happens to us is we get conditioned uh, by the modern world. uh, You know, not with any bad intentions, but because the modern world prioritizes success over happiness, we get conditioned to chase success. Okay. And and you know, it's it's like the story of your mobile phone. Your mobile phone comes out of the of the box and it works perfectly well, but then the next day it starts to behave weird and you have to charge it three times a day. It's not it's not because there is anything wrong with your phone, it's because you're starting to install apps on the phone but are doing exactly what you want them to do. You know, Instagram is supposed to report what everyone eats around the world and you have to you know, switch on the screen and like, and we do it, but that eats out our battery life, if yeah. you know what I mean. And so, and so we have apps on, on our head, you know, the shape of your body matters, the skin of your color matters, the, the, the color of your skin matters, the, the, the way people accept you matters, the amount of money that you make is what, is what makes you successful or not. And all of those weird ideas we get conditioned with okay, which are not at all true, but then eventually we believe them. And when we believe them, we go out of, un- of happiness into unhappiness. And the weirdest of all those ideas is an idea that I think every you know, mother uh, has taught her children, which is, uh, wait, it's, you don't, you know, ta- ha- unhappiness is a, an acceptable tax to pay for your success. It's okay to be unhappy, as long as you're progressing in life, because eventually you're going to get to that point where you're successful enough to be happy. And honestly, how often do you see that happen? And, and how often do you see people who are incredibly successful, rich and famous and depressed, yeah. right? It's, it's that wrong belief. And when you tell people it's your birthright, you, you were born happy. It's literally, it's like being healthy, huh? understand that huh you your optimum mode of performance in the world is when you're healthy huh? When you, when you if you catch the flu you do something about it right right but when you're unhappy which is your again it's your design huh? you're born happy Hmm? because it's your optimum form of performance when you're happy you're 12% more productive your you know your friend your colleagues like you your customers like you you you're not wasting time complaining and you know you're not unenergetic you report less absence uh, you know absent times and 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 and, uh, and sick leaves and so on you're more productive hmm? right. yet yet when we become unhappy we're okay it's like mommy said it's fine it's okay to be unhappy no it's not just like you do something about the flu you need to do something about unhappiness and I think when people realize that it changes them it changes them into maybe it's for me not because of anything that the world has given me it's because of me that I'm unhappy and then it's time to change
1: man that's Wow all right so I took again already ton of notes and I wanted to double click on this one you said we're, we're born happy as kids. And I think in one of the interviews you were doing, I don't know, recently or something I was just watching um, yesterday where you're talking about like, Hey, you know, one of the exercises that you have people do is go and watch a little kid and (laughs) what they do. And I was just thinking, I have an eight-year-old son. uh, His name is Krish and a daughter who's five, uh, her name is Kiara. And uh, I, I tell you, man, it's the happiest. And I, and I you said something that I say this to myself all the time, which is I want to be like them when I grow up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? Now <laughs> <your brother. Not laughs> exactly. you said it. It's crazy. The
0: trick is really interesting. Huh? You are like them. If we drop our egos, we're all kids inside. And I'm I'm You know, I want to enjoy life. I want to be with people and laugh. And I want to, you know, I'm a serious video gamer. I'm not ashamed to say it. Huh? The the truth is inside us, inside us. Why are we doing all of this? Why are we looking for a partner? Why are we trying to be successful? Why are we, I mean, why are you doing this podcast? Because you want to enjoy life. You want to do something that you enjoy. You want to do something that you love. Inside each of us, that little child is still there. As a matter of fact. There is something amazing you can learn from those children. Huh? So you can learn that in the absence of an immediate uh, reason for unhappiness, they're happy, right? So you know, a, a diaper gets wet, the child cries. Hmm? Right. The diaper is changed, the cry goes, the child goes back to happiness. Yeah. It's really as simple as that. And we, even at you know, at my age, huh, we're exactly the same. In the absence of reasons to be unhappy our our default setting is happy you know um, uh, basically most of what you hear in you know in in, in the in, in the media or read in cosmopolitan magazine is wrong they tell you oh here are the seven things you can do to be happy there are no seven things you can do to be happy there is one thing which is stop being unhappy i mean like
1: seriously <laughs> if you stop being unhappy that. your default is happy that is so so true you know uh, i'll share a story um, with you and i want to get your your thoughts and reactions on it and then i want to talk i want to hear your thoughts on like how are companies doing this or what can companies do to help for their teams but um with my son krish uh, we were at this uh this gas station uh, about two weeks ago and uh well actually at the, at the car wash center and i guess like, it's a car wash and we both were sitting, we just came back from the library. So he had his dinosaur book that he wanted to read. And uh, we, we just literally recently found library in, the, in our community, right? I'm like, oh, we pay taxes. We need to go to a library. <laughs> Let's use that. <laughs> uh, yeah, who does that, right? So we went to the library, picked up a book and he was reading and he was telling me all the seven types of dragons and I didn't have my phone. It was in my pocket. And we were just sitting and talking almost, you know, like about 60 65 year old person walks up to us and he said you guys just inspired us and my son looks at me and he's like dad what what happened here (laughs) And, and, and he's like look around every single person is on a technology with their mother or father it doesn't really matter everybody's on tech you both are the only two people who are actually talking about and opening a real physical book and reading and and he said thank you so much and he left and then Uh, me and my son were talking and he had this glitter in his eyes like wow this is so awesome and i'm thinking to myself oh my goodness what just happened if this is the world come to like this moment was such a big moment then we all need to just wake up and think about how we're spending our times uh, in every place wake up is the answer
0: believe it or not i think we are in the ultimate of the lack of awareness that humanity has ever ever been through so so we are so programmed to uh, to just you know act, uh, in, involuntarily switch on our phones and just check 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 all the time you know the number of messages that you get on WhatsApp or on email or it's just destroying our life and believe it or not uh, you know I, I I I do a bit of analysis on uh, time in Happy and soul forth Habian and time is really one of the biggest illusions uh, in uh, you know uh, that, that we that we suffer from and the reality is that. You know how sometimes you would go like, Oh my God, it's June. You know, it's how, how, how did that happen? How did half of the year go away? It's because we haven't lived it. We have not been here for, for the last six months. We've been constantly distracted by the phone and by social media and by running around and you never really have yourself with yourself or yourself with the real world so that Mm -hmm. you can actually live. And, and I, I'm not an exception. I, you know, when, when Solve for Happy launched, I started to, uh, you know, be a lot more active on social media because of my mission. I actually am not a big fan at all of social media. But, uh, you know, one day I started to recognize that my neck is hurting, my uh, fingers are hurting. And I started, like an engineer, I started to measure. you yeah. be amazed. on WhatsApp only, I was doing four hours and 18 minutes a day. That is crazy. How many four hours a day can you spare to put on an app
1: now and
0: there are lots of technologies today that help us measure that i also have habits so i Mm -hmm. have you know i have digital detoxes over the weekends i have digital free weekends okay i i will check my phone maybe twice uh, you know on a saturday and probably never on a sunday but but these are the habits that you need and when you start to go through them you know like i do a mini silence retreats uh, half an hour to four hours okay when you start to do those suddenly you, you know at the beginning you find yourself resisting because there is almost an addiction to the dopamine that social media and and the messaging apps that give you huh? but once you cross that addiction like 20 minutes into your silence life changes there is a total bliss that takes you over and insights pour into your head. You know, you literally start to see the real world. And I think we're losing this and it's a big reason for unhappiness.
1: Wow. That, that, I mean, I just took like, so we do something, we just started recently where I would, when we are as a family out on the weekend, I'll give my phone physically to my wife and said, we don't need two phones. You can keep my phone in your purse. Um, she hates that because I ask for directions and a whole bunch of things. But, but that aside, because I am, I am, I'm a lot on social um, and I do a whole bunch of things, but that is the only way for me to have to physically give my phone to my wife. Otherwise, I know that I will check. And and yeah. I have to remind that. Yeah. Tell me about this mini silence retreat of, of, with yourself. Like, are you taking a pen and paper and, or yeah. you're literally yeah. sitting in a backyard and just, What's, what's... Yeah, the,
0: the, the reality is that for many of us, you know, especially hard-driving uh, executives and business people and people in the real world, you know, I I call us, you know, modern world modern world warriors. Where you have to show up every morning, you have to be at the office or you have to be at your work or you you're you know creative and doing some work. You, you have to engage with the real world. We don't have the luxury of being monks that are sitting and meditating for sixteen hours a day, right? Uh, so so I I basically. Uh, adapt my, uh, my sort of my mindfulness style to fit the real world, and mm-hmm. one of the things I do is uh, I don't meditate by you know observing my breathing or I don't try to slow down my thoughts. As a matter of fact, I have a very simple rule: I set my timer to thirty minutes. I put mm-hmm. the phone face down, so that gives me the freedom not to feel the pressure of time anymore, right. and I allow the brain to do anything it wants. Okay. But, but basically I have two simple rules. Whatever my brain will say, I will listen and repeat it to acknowledge it. Okay. And my brain is not allowed to say the same thing twice. It's really that simple. Okay. So you will sit there and the first thing is my brain will go like, oh, remember to uh, talk to your daughter Aya about A, B, and C, right? So I say, oh, important to talk to Aya about A, B, and C, and I do have a notepad and a pen, and I, I write down, remember to talk to Aya, right? If I don't, it will just keep coming up. Huh? Right, right. And then and then my brain will say, oh, by the way, uh, Jimmy hates you. Oh, seriously? Is that what you think, brain? Uh, you think that Jimmy hates me? Good. I'm not going to comment on it. I'm not going to analyze it, right? Yeah. But yes. fine, right? And then, you know, uh, my brain will say, ah, oh, remember that uh, cherries, those cherries that we saw, we want to buy some of those, whatever. And yeah. then it will come back again and say, Jimmy hates you. And I go like, no, 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 no. We spoke about that before. <laughs> no, no, Jimmy hates you, right? Once you do that, you'll, start, you'll notice something amazing. Hmm? First, the minute your brain recognizes that you're listening, it will go like, oh, maybe I should say something smart. So yeah. it will actually start to slow down. And in my case, normally between 20 and 25 minutes, it goes like, um, you know, uh, uh, that's it. I have nothing more to say, right? And then the silence sets in. Mm-hmm. And that is an incredible, incredible bliss. If you haven't tried it, you have never lived. Yes. Other, other, times, other times I do a, a very interesting trick. I wake up on a Sunday morning. I set my alarm clock to 3 p.m., Mm. And I don't interact with technology. I don't read. I don't talk. I don't uh, uh, watch TV. Uh, you know, I'm I'm in silence until the alarm goes off. So if mm. I wake up at 10 a.m., it's going to be five hours. If I wake up at at noon, it's going to be three hours. And I don't know. And that freedom from time and the uh, and and from the entire pace of the modern world makes it the best Sunday ever. You should absolutely try that.
1: Wow, of man. Those- yeah, of
0: course. A lot, a lot of people will tell you the, the the benefits of a ten day silent retreat. I've never done that. Yeah, and, and I don't think people who are not really into meditation are ready to do it. Yeah. So just settle for a half an hour, an hour every other day, or every day, and a, and a, you know a, a Sunday every second
1: week. That, that will change my life. It will that change. Is, that is so so so. I'm going to definitely try this because you're you're. I mean, I have so many thoughts and it feels like it's going to go like blow up because if I don't do something, but like, well, let's not have the phone, write it down so that it, the thoughts are out and you feel like, okay, the thoughts are out. So I'm going to do about it. And then I have never hit that inflection point, which just tells that how much I need it, where I had like no thoughts or fully blank. You're, you're, like, you're, not, you're not unusual. Uh, you know, we are thinking
0: all the time. The yeah. whole idea is we're thinking all the time because it's noise. It's white noise in the background. And right. as long as your brain doesn't feel that the idea that it's bringing up is resolved, it will bring it up again and again and again. Remember unhappiness is a survival mechanism. Okay. Mm. What most people don't recognize is no event in your life has ever made you happy or unhappy. It's an, it's a comparison between that event and how you want life to be that makes you happy or unhappy. Right? So losing a girlfriend or a boyfriend would make you happy if you wanted to stay with them okay it would make uh, it would make you uh, unhappy if you wanted to stay with them if if you were just like waiting for it to end yeah. losing them is fantastic it's like oh she's gone fantastic all right good life starts right and and that's you know that applies to everything rain doesn't make you happy or unhappy rain makes you happy if you want to water your plants and makes you unhappy if you want a suntan right yeah. so it's so it's events minus expectations your happiness is equal to or greater than The difference between the events of your life and your expectations of how life should you you know you should behave or should be okay now with that in mind you recognize that unhappiness which is when the events miss the expectations when the value of the happiness equation is negative is just the result of a very simple thing which is your brain recognizes a situation as a threat okay to to anything that's right to your physical being or to your ego or to your you know future financial freedom or to whatever it is when it recognizes that it brings it up for you to take an action it's like a fire alarm mm. is that right so so when the fire alarm goes off and you don't do anything about it the fire alarm continues yeah. right your, your your wife tells you something that you know was a little harsh on friday if you don't bring it up and talk to her about it your brain will say hey by the way she doesn't love you anymore yeah. okay and then and then you don't do anything about that so 3 minutes later it says hey by the way she's going to leave you hey by the way what's going to happen to the kids hey by the way it's because you're getting old hey by the way you're going to spend the rest of your life alone it's just constantly bringing up you know weird things because you haven't responded so yeah. by acknowledging by t- by saying Oh, she said something harsh on Friday. I heard you, Brain. We're going to do something about it. What else? Mm-hmm. Your are probably slows down. It's like, oh, he heard me. That's great. Yeah.
1: yeah. That is fantastic, man. Look, I've already took like three pages of notes on this one. So I'm, I'm going to try to, in the spirit of keeping it under 30 minutes uh, and respectful of your time, I'm going to talk about, somehow two because there are more than two big ideas here and then we're going to put in the show notes and i would love for you to share a challenge with everybody as they think through it so first of all we're born happy you said it over and over that this is our birthright and i i've never thought about it that way like this is we're not born to be successful we're born to be happy absolutely and I think this, it's a very deep thought for people to really absorb it and and recognize what it means to be happy. And I think in your book uh, as well, you talk about this, this idea of like just write down, I feel happy when dot, 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 and you finish that sentence. So uh, at least from my perspective, I think I need to do that because I don't think I've put enough thought in that idea. Uh, but this idea that that's our default that we're born happy and that's our birthright is, is a big one The the second big idea is this idea That you shared about this time illusion and the whole mini silence retreat I'm gonna do that like this weekend like there's no reason why we, I shouldn't do it because I got two kids and They up on Saturday. They're up at like 8 o'clock or something like that So I have the whole morning before 8 a.m. to go wake up and do it um, I will typically just go to workout and do a whole bunch of things that I've never ever hit a point where my brain is not working. And I think that's that's up to me to to address it. So I'm gonna take that as a personal challenge. And that's a good that. challenge.
0: Yep. I, I think I think my challenge to everyone is based on your two points. No, number one, happiness is your birthright. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't give it up. Mm-hmm. Make it your priority. By the way, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. You can be successful and happy at the same time right so so all it really takes is that you prioritize happiness as much as you prioritize success when we prioritize success we go out of our way and do things and get it done so that's number one number two is just like you said huh you wake up and you go to the gym who wakes up and goes to the gym of happiness how do we expect to be happy if we don't invest in it right and so i ask people as the number two of the challenge to invest in their happiness an hour a day, three to four times a week. That's all I ask for. An hour a day, three to four times a week. Go on a a mini silent retreat, stay with people that are happy and observe their behaviors, watch a video, read a book, whatever it is, just exercise that muscle that makes you happy, okay? I promise you, within 21 days, you'll be a much happier person, okay? It's the right habit. Now. This is my challenge to people. Prioritize your happiness and invest in your happiness. But I will challenge people for one more thing. We are going through a world that has never been better technologically from an advancement point of view, healthcare point of view, whatever. Um, And we've never been unhappier. So depression is at an all-time high. Uh, uh, Teen depression is is at an all-time high. We lose a human life to suicide every 40 seconds around the world. Okay? It really is a world where happiness is much needed. And what I challenge people to do is if you prioritize your happiness and invest in your happiness, have the compassion in your heart to make another person happy. Okay? I'm, not, I'm not asking you to take my mission and the quota of a billion. Just take your two best friends, your sister and your brother-in-law, okay? your daughter, your son, your mother, whoever, people that you love, give yourself the quota, the task of making other people happy because if i gave you something that made you happier today you took that and told two people who told two people who told two people this is the exponential function in its best design okay and within five years as per my numbers i would go from zero to a billion happy Yeah. and it's not about me it's about imagine a world Imagine a world where we have a billion happy people. Imagine a, a world where when Donald Trump t- tweets, we don't get 30,000 hate speeches be, be, below that. We get respect, we get uh, you know um, objective engagement, we get compassion for people to want to solve the right things without hurting others because our world is missing this and it's making so many of us unhappy.
1: 100% and it's had of the ripple effect and it's up to us either we stop the repel effect at us or we continue that and not doing anything about it is our choice so we, we need to take action yeah. mo thank you so much for those challenges and giving me an action i'm like i have to i'm going to do this mini silence retreat with myself uh i can't wait i can wait for this so thank you so much for the challenge and thank you for your amazing mission so for we'll have in the show notes for everybody link to your book um, as well as just uh, the videos I think that you have put out there. It's, it's and,
0: fantastic. And 1BillionHappy.org. One, one so people join us, please, at 1BillionHappy.org. We
1: need as much help yep. as we can. 1BillionHappy.org. Thank you Thanks. so much, Bob. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Sangram here. All right. For just this week, my newest book abm is b2b is available for $1.99 i know that's a steal against the regular price of $40.95 i'm sharing that because amazon allows you to do this one time only or one week only ever and we have decided to do it for this week so here are the three reasons why you need to read this book number one it has stories of six companies that took their abm program from good to great Number two, it introduces the team framework and the B2B maturity curve that is time-tested over hundreds of companies and conversations that we've already heard on this podcast. And number three, and probably the most important one, it has seven truths, seven truths that every marketer and sales leader should know before they start doing ABM. There were the lessons since I wrote the very first book on ABM. So, this book is called ABM is B2B. The link is right here in the show notes. And if that's not enough, we are giving away 100% of the profits and $10 per review of the book, no matter good or bad, to our favorite charity news story. So, get this book. Let's do something good, something good, good work, and also is something good for the community because the reviews, the money, the profits, everything is going to the charity. Thank you so much for being there for me. I really appreciate that. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To
0: make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review.
1: Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.